Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And welcome to the Get Facts podcast. I'm James. You got my body shaking. Sends a shiver to my soul. I don't get no warning. You got me shaking to the bone. I got my secret weapon. I'm going to get you alone. So, yeah, yeah. So let your body lose control. Right. What was that? Yeah, a little uh, teaser for the episode today. Right, okay. That was an extract uh, from the song uh, Body Shaking by the pop group 911, who you're going to find out all about today. Yeah, I think you've misinterpreted the memo there, Johnny. No, no, that's a special episode for Anthony, all about hip 90s boy band 911. No, I think, you, I think, you, I think it was 9-11 conspiracy theories. Right, I wondered why I couldn't find any boy band conspiracies. Yeah. Um, so just remember where you are when you, you know, when, <laughs> what, what information did you find out about the, uh, boy band? <laughs> no, no, just the greatest hits. Uh, do you want to introduce yourself? Oh yeah, my oh, name's Johnny. Um, a little bit different, uh, always Johnny cramming a joke in there. Um, also I'm hoping there's going to be no extracts of Johnny who has now officially got a new home to live in um, there's not going to be no extracts of that this week but uh, who actually, knows actually just, just before we get going there are a couple of things yeah. that really no <laughs> really, surely not just a few now this episode is going to be a two parter anyway yeah so I'm taking my jacket off I can get started yeah so it's going to be a two parter basically uh, 9-11 conspiracy theories and uh, listener Anthony wanted it so he gets it basically yeah both um, barrels he's getting now, this because conspiracy theories, you know, oh yeah, you got your tinfoil hat on and stuff like that. But it's quite interesting. Oh, obviously. I should have brought a tinfoil hat. I ma- can't believe I missed that trick. <laughs> it's a massive, um, a massive part of sort of very modern history. And I didn't want to just go too heavy on say, oh yeah, the government are watching you and blah, 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 blah. So there'll be a conspiracy podcast and then a, Here's an explanation to most of, if not all, to debunk the conspiracies. And then you can make your own mind up. All right, so we're going to do, is it two separate podcasts? One, the conspiracies, yeah. and two, debunking them. Exactly, because, depend, especially the way I look at it, depending on who you watch and who you listen to, my mind can change on this topic sort of on a program-to-program basis, to be honest. Right, I mean, you are relying on people to remember everything that you've said in the first episode. A week later. No, it's. I mean, it's okay. It's okay. It'll be all right. Well, I mean, they can listen to a back-to-back of the one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, a little bit of a tidbit there for them. Or if not, if you know, if you if you really are a, a fan of the conspiracies, just listen to that one. Yeah, fair not enough. Not the other one on the ad. Wait a week. Yeah, you can do that. Happy days. Yeah. We'll be, you'll be fine either way. I'm I sure mean, if I'd have done my research like Johnny, I'd have promised two podcasts and then maybe just squeezed out one. 
Um, yeah. Thin on the ground with things, but I've definitely got enough uh, information there to get us through. Yeah, so I just, I, I don't know, I thought last week's episode, I thought it was going to be quite funny. Listen back to it, I don't think it was as funny as I intended it to See, be. See, listening back to it, obviously, because I listened to it after it's done, duh. Yeah. I found it funny in hindsight, knowing what was coming, and knowing, seeing how my mind works there and then, and hearing you fluster and flounder when I'm asking you questions. Yeah. So if people aren't aware, Johnny basically made up a topic last week, and then at the end of it, the big hoo-ha was, oh, by the way, I made all that up, it's horse shit. So, yeah, I mean, you live, you learn, Johnny. And yeah. If you're going to play tricks like that, and you think and, and you think it's backfired, then I'm going to say that, yeah, it backfired. Yeah. But I do have another couple of things before we move on, though. Yeah, that's right? fine. So, now, I... Think I, of, sorry, guys, think of this as like, you know, sometimes podcasts, they do like advertisements partway through and read them out. I just fast-forward them. You can do this for Johnny's bit if you want. Yeah, so I mean, you can, <laughs> but I mean, obviously, no one will do that because everybody wants to know what's going on in yeah. Johnny's life. So, I had to um, move house, as we know, from the last few weeks. Now, we found the house, we've signed for everything, right? So, this, this regular section is almost over. Can we put an hallelujah in the background there for that bit? Yeah, I'll, I'll try. <laughs> but before we get to that point, right, the new place that we've went to... That we've went to, yeah. The new estate agents want a reference from the old estate agents, right? Just saying that we've paid our rent on time and how long we've been there and stuff like that, right? And I thought, not a problem. I said, I've paid them a lot of money every month for the last three four years now no way will they have any problem at all they'll just send a little email saying yeah he moved in on this day moved in on that day right so i phoned up my then current estate agents and said i need a reference for the new place yeah said okay mr murphy not a bother (laughs) not a bother that'll be 24 pounds yeah, it's ridiculous. And I said, no, no, you are right. I said, um, it's only a quick reference to one. They said, no, no, we'll need to know loads of information about you and we've got to do loads of digging to find everything out, so I will have to charge you. I said, no, no, these ones, they only want to know when I moved in, when I moved out, and how much I paid and was it on time. Yeah, can I have it for 12 quid, please? That was, right. You're trying to barter with them straight away, right? I was trying to pay nothing for it. Yeah. And she said, no, I'm sorry, Mr. Murphy, it doesn't work like that. You can take the boy right. out of Middlesbrough. So I says, well, i tell you what, right? I says, how about, I'll write the email for you, right? I'll send you it, and you can just forward it on, and we'll just crack on that it's from you. She says, no, Mr. Murphy, you, you have to pay us £24. So I said, fine. So I paid her the 24 quid. But I thought, well, at least because I paid such a high amount of money for this reference. Yeah. It'll be fucking brilliant. Yeah. I thought, oh, all that that she said about having to do loads of work and go really in depth. Yeah. I can't wait to see what what information I find out about myself. She knows like what hand you wipe your bum with and stuff. Well, you'd you'd think, wouldn't you? Yeah. I the, use I toilet roll. So the way she cracked on with, you know, the way she was going on. Yeah. You'd think there was something magical coming in this reference. I mean, I'll probably use it next time I want a job. Right. I was thinking it'd be that good. Yeah, like a CV. Right? Tenancy start date, 2nd of February. Tenancy end date, 1st of August. Rent per month. I won't, I won't say what that is. <laughs> right? Rent paid on time. On time. 
tenancy conduct satisfactory? Oh, just satisfactory? Yes. No, right. yes. Um, applicant considered good tenant? Yes. Uh, reason for leaving? <laughs> oh, unknown. <laughs> um, additional note, no damage. Nice. That's it. You can see, I mean, it's literally a fucking Word document, yeah. a Word table. So, I mean, the no damage bit, does that include, like, your tortoise pooing everywhere? Uh, well, they'll be in for a shock when we do leave, because all the bottom of it, she pissed all over the bottom of that box. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Does it soak through? I, I think it might have done, yeah. Have you not I mean, checked? Have you not moved the box? No. Give me give a fuck. I think, I think whoever lives below you does. Nah, she's... A big pissy yellow stain on the ceiling. Nah, they'd have complained by now. Uh, that's Johnny's uh, whinge of the week, is it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I do have another one, so it's not a whinge for next week, <laughs> but there's just something else that's happened. Go on. But, um, do you want to know that now? Yeah, go on. Because I'll have nothing for the start of next week, though. So. Well, that's all right. You can crop it together, can't you? No, I can't. I'll, right, just okay, t- I'll tell you now, right? Right, okay. So, I, and it's just a little interesting fact about my dad. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. Fact. Here we go. Fact yeah. seekers. First one for two weeks for me. This. <laughs> so, Andrea sent me a picture. My sister. sister. Yeah. My yeah. sister sent me a picture of my nephew wearing a Nothing. sombrero. Oh, okay. Right. He wasn't wearing anything except the sombrero, but it was. Yeah. He had a sombrero on. Right. <clears throat> and I said, "Oh, isn't that funny?" He showed it to my girlfriend. Now she looked at, it and said, "Where the fuck did he get a sombrero from in your mum and dad's house?" Right. Right? Now, Continue. you may recall that my dad used to work away. Yeah, right. right. And we've had this chat before about when he had his own flat and he had one cup, one plate, one knife, fork, spoon. He just had one of everything, yeah? yeah? Yeah, Now, when my dad came back and he moved all his stuff back with him, I distinctly remember him having at least two sombreros. At least two. That he'd got from works, Christmas do's and things like that. So just he likes the knees up and he likes to pinch a hat when he's there. Exactly. Um, but what that and then Lauren was saying where did it come from why did your dad have a sombrero why did he even have two sombreros and then it struck me that I thought it was quite nice that my dad being the miserable bastard that he is had twice as many sombreros as he did cups <laughs> yeah. listen make yourself comfy right in the one chair right I want to make myself a brew I'll make you one but feel free to put on a hat mate and I'll have the other one see <laughs> Yeah, I think that's lovely of him. Yeah. Or maybe he used like the he, he turned it upside down. And it was like a cri- for crisps. Yeah. You like a you know sort of used for two different purposes. Yeah. And um, we won't get much of a dip in this one, bro. I think it'd leak through. You couldn't put a soup in it. Yeah, it was a straw one like this chair. Yeah, or maybe if you put one inside the other, maybe it does hold liquid. That's why he would have had two. Like, yeah. Or maybe that was like to strain things. Because he wouldn't have had a colander, I don't think. So when he was no, like no. boiling his spuds, he can just put them. He wouldn't have boiled a spoon. Fuck, I can tell you now. <laughs> if it couldn't have been eaten, literally from the packet. <laughs> oh, God, right. People used to go around and ask if he's got a cleaner. So no, just do fuck on. <laughs> just don't move. Yeah. Just lie here like this, don't even move. Just lie there and smoke, and then occasionally the, the fridge opens and a beer falls out. <sighs> you know... The ways of your dad, he's, he's got it right in a lot of ways, hasn't he? I mean, we, yeah. we, we do joke about him, but he's probably got it right. Um, okay. Right, that's the end of the fun. On to the serious stuff. On to the serious stuff. And it is serious, and it's probably different to what we'd normally do. And I'd just like to say as well, if you find this boring and not as fun as normal, then you've only got 
at Anthony Ant- Smith MHR, <laughs> not M- MC- MCR. You've only got at Anthony Smith MCR to blame for this. Yeah, don't don't shoot the messenger. Yeah. Um, but you. So we hope you're happy, Anthony. You want to conspiracy? You got conspiracy, you schmuck. Um, I think we'll start first of all because it is one of those dates set in everyone's minds. Um, a bit like um, when Princess Diana died or Michael Jackson died. Where were you on September 11th? Um, probably at school. Yeah, 2001, was it? I think. Yeah, I would have been at school, yeah. What year were you in? I th- I'd just started secondary school. I'll be... I think I left in 2002. So you were in, in your last year? No, second last year. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, With the fourth year. So, yeah, it happened, obviously, September the 11th, 2001, killing 2,996 people and injuring more than 6,000 others. Um, yep. Obviously, that includes people on the planes, etc. Um, so, you were at school. I remember coming home from school and seeing it on the TV and not quite understanding, like, the sort of the how heavy that was in terms of world politics so i imagine for you coming home because i was, I was what, 11 there. 12 so yeah for you coming home at age 11 and i mean the 9th of september that would have been like at least nine days into the month and and for your mum who still had the lecky on at that point <laughs> it would have been quite touching for you wouldn't it uh well you got your dates modeled up there for a kickoff but yeah no um oh it's the 11th because <laughs> they do the dates <laughs> backwards yeah oh, um, so yeah, it was September the 11th, but yeah. yeah. No, I remember seeing it. We had a plasma, we had a 42-inch plasma TV, get us. Was it one of them where you had to put the money in the back? <laughs> no. <laughs> and um, yeah, seeing it on TV and seeing a plane hit this building, I was like, oh, that's pretty bad. But the the whole concept of a terrorist, obviously I you missed... You didn't have it then, did I you? I missed like the IRA and stuff like that because I was too young for that aspect right, in yeah. a way. So I'd not heard of it up until that point. And obviously it's a massive thing now, like a... I was going to say yeah. popular, that's the wrong word, but... Yeah, but yeah, it is. It is every other week. There's a terrorist attack, isn't yeah. there? Yeah, uh... But it was unheard of when we were kids. Exactly. So t- so for that, it's like, oh, there's terrorists. It's like, well, what are they? Are they? Is that one particular country? Is that... Obviously, it can vary and whatever, but it's... Yeah. At the time, I didn't quite understand the sort of the, the gravitas of it all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so you were at school and you don't really remember it, despite the fact that everyone else probably remembers it. No, no. That's great. Probably doing your sit-ups. <laughs> yeah, doing your sit-ups, hoping not to get bullied. Um, the attacks of September 11th, 2001, were the deadliest terror attack in world history and the most devastating foreign attack on American soil since the sneak attack by the Japanese on Pearl Harbor, which happened December the 7th, 1941. It's obviously quite a large thing. Now, what I found out in terms of research, um, potentially up to 25,000 people in the buildings at the time, so... When it happened, it was peak times at the World Trade Center. Yeah. So it was like just beyond sort of. Basically, everyone would have been at the desks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had they been so it time. wasn't at dinner time. It wasn't at dinner time or anything like that. So you, you're estimated about ten thousand people per tower, mm. and about about five thousand visitors. So twenty five thousand people. So um, quite an organised thing, if you you know if you consider it that way. Now, obviously. People are very sceptical, as as it were, about it. What what do you think the most... I'll tell you how we'll do it. You come up with some conspiracies and let me see if I can give you more information on it because there's so many. With some conspiracies? Can you... Yeah, so, come up with, like, some of the some of the most common ones, if you like. 
Um, so they all reckon the government did it themselves and there was no plane at the Pentagon and all that, don't they? Yeah, so I, I, another thing, just to bring... Nicely, you brought me on to the Pentagon and stuff. It's such a rabbit hole. I'm on about the towers, not the Pentagon. Right. Only because there's just too much otherwise. Right, okay, okay. Then. But, no, so everyone's saying that it's an inside job because yeah. of Bush. He was backed by oil companies, etc. They needed to make a move for oil. They, need to, they needed to justify a war on terror. Yep. So uh, they planned the attacks themselves. Um, one initial thing that got mixed up in in the chaos of it all was how did the hijackers take over planes? And then yeah. they said, well, they got on the planes with box cutters, which I believe are like Stanley Blades. Box cutters? Yeah. They're, um, aren't they what you used to cut gates with? Like big chunk of chunks? No, like, they're like small blades, I, I'm assuming. What are you doing? You mean like what you would use to cut a box what, open? Listen, what are you doing? I'm just plugging something in, are you? Why? Because it's very thingy. Yeah, no. A box cutter is an American term for a Stanley knife, basically. Um. Okay, so I was right. Um, so basically, people were saying, well, how did they get on a plane with a box cutter? You shouldn't be, they shouldn't be allowed to do that. The statement changed to say that it wasn't a box cutter. It was, in fact, a different object. That they somehow managed to force them onto the plane, etc., and oh. get in power. So there was initial, well. But you've got to remember as well that at this point the security was nowhere near as no. tight as it is now. No, yeah. Um, and obviously these guys had planned this for some time and had, had had flight yeah. practice. I mean, they might have been evil bastards, but they weren't thick. Uh, no, and obviously then they flew them into the World Trade Centers. Now, another th- another theory is obviously that. When the towers did eventually collapse, hmm. they said it was like a controlled explosion. Oh, because fell, of the way it went. Because it fell perfectly sort of downwards. Mm. Um, and that you can see pockets of where the explosions are. And there is video footage of it. Um, if you watch certain YouTube videos, some would say quite convincing evidence that you know the, there's areas on the side of the buildings that are being blown out and that it's fell perfectly, mm. which brought me on to a guy who came up with the ping-pong theory. Now, this guy's called Simon Day. He's a British physicist. Oh. And he said, basically, the ping-pong theory is where if you have something that randomly breaks up, which in theory is the World Trade Centre, yeah, and it's blown up, and it's basically, if you drop 10,000 ping-pong balls, they're all going to bounce into each other, and the door's going to go off and... T- in whatever direction, it's impossible to predict where they're going to land. His theory is that so should the Twin Towers. So when they fall, you've got um, floors hitting onto floors, every, all bits everywhere, and that, mm. that shouldn't have just fell perfectly down in one straight line. No, surely in the realm of possibility, though, <clears throat> if I drop 10,000 ping-pong balls all on the floor at the same time, Surely there is a chance. There's an element of there's a regimentation. Chance, though, that they will it. all fall straight down and back up again. Yes. That is but, one of millions and millions of outcomes. Yeah, but his concept is that it's too unlikely for that to happen and that they will, in fact, bounce everywhere. Why didn't the Twin Towers do that? And obviously, they said for a building of that size, it would fall in roughly 10 seconds. Mm. And. They said, well, it fell in just under 10 seconds, so it must have been a controlled explosion. One of the first things I did come across was, to sort of back this up, um, obviously when it first happened, 
all the news stations were there and they were just trying to get interviews with anyone who was mm. sort of closest to it. Um, and I will play extracts from a couple of people. So I've got two um, <clears throat> firefighters. Yep. And also Kenny Jahanneman, who's um, quite, it's quite a, if you do know your 9 11 conspiracies, it's quite a, um, it's like a go to interview, right. basically. But this is just in the aftermath of the planes hitting. The first one, the second one. First. Yeah. And this is their, this is what they say on the matter, basically. Skin was all off. I helped him out. This is him all over. There's people jumping out of windows. I've seen at least 14 people jumping out of windows. So it's, it's horrific. I can't believe this is happening. Uh, anything else that you saw? Were you there for the second uh, hit by yeah. the plane? After, about 10 minutes later, the second building went off. Did you see it? Yes, I saw it. It just blew up. A big explosion. People started running. It was just chaos everywhere. Yes, I was right there. I was in the be- I was down in the basement came down all of a sudden the elevator blew up smoke i dragged the guy out his skin was hanging off and i dragged him out and i helped him out of the, out of, to the ambulance so what he's saying there obviously they're asking him did you see what happened he doesn't really mention planes hitting the building he mentions explosions oh, right, and yeah. saying that he was on the first floor mm. and the elevator exploded and he pulled a guy out of the elevator whose skin was hanging off he's saying yeah which helps along with the fact that well was it actually a terrorist attack or was this set up was this something much more was there explosions in the basement oh does that help oh right because he was in the basement so yeah he was in the basement elevator mm-hmm. on the first floor albeit i mean the way it works the basements are in themselves not just one floor i believe i think there was a few underground levels in the basement yeah, yeah. area and he's Obviously, there. That's right in the aftermath of what's happening. Everyone's still sort of scratching their heads as to what's going on, and he's clearly said there, "Well, there was explosions." So people straight away say, "Well, there must be more to it than than planes, surely." And if you know, if mm-hmm. no one's come forward and said, "Yeah, that was also part of their planned attack," then is that the government mm-hmm. who will, um, you know, who are doing it? One thing I will say at this point as well, just as an interesting little bit of trivia into my family and stuff. I don't know if I've mentioned this before. Uh, my my granddad was in the army, and then when he left the army, he sort of was like, he sort of lost that camaraderie that you get with other, you know, when you've been in a yeah in yeah. a what do you call it a, in a team in a regiment or whatever yeah, and he sort of lost that. And I, the reason I mention this is because he went into the Freemasons and became a Grand Wizard. They call it oh right in the Freemasons. Now, this was not too long ago. He's, he's dead now. But in the 80s, 90s, he learned to drive in the army. Terrible driver because obviously mm. they're just learning in a desert or wherever. And just, yeah, yeah. So he's he's hammering it down a 30-mile-an-hour zone at, like, 65. Copper pulls him over. And my granddad said to him, are you on the square? Which is, like, inside speak. Yeah. And the copper said, just watch your speed. And let him go. Mm. and there's other if people are interested there's loads of other stories I'll get my dad to reiterate them to me but there's loads of other stories I can think of where 
him being a Freemason, if you like, has helped him out. So that, for me, makes me think that potentially that there these is things a go on. Society, yeah. These things go on. Whether it obviously that's small scale compared to this, but it does make yeah. You but wonder, it makes it, it proves the point that it happens. Yeah, that these sort of things happen. So I mean, all oh, that your granddad's a liar. <laughs> well, no, because no, because there was passengers in the in the car mm. when he was there. See, I thought that story was going to be um, oh, so. My granddad, after he, he learned to like drive in the RAF when he was a pilot, and and one day, he missed the camaraderie, so he went on a holiday and taught two young Arabs to fly planes. But funnily enough, they never asked him how to land them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, no, it wasn't that. Now this this second one here, I'm, I do apologise for the details of this because I don't know if it was the first tower or the second tower. These are two firefighters who, again, talk about explosions, basically. Um, the sound, I apologise. What I'll do is I'll put the links up of these as well, but uh, the sound in one of these, basically, to, to explain what we can see on this video, the covered in dust, they ex explain there's been explosions, and one of the blokes is, like, essentially just knocking his radio just trying to get it to work again, but it makes right. a bit of a racket. So if you're listening with headphones, just be careful. What happened? There's an explosion. He's in the lobby and fucking this, the third explosion, the whole lobby collapsed on us. What was it like? What was it like? Horrible. It's like hell. You don't want to know. The whole building just collapsed on us inside the lobby. Was that a secondary explosion? Yes, it was. That was the plant Yeah, definitely a secondary explosion. But we was inside waiting to go upstairs. And on the way upstairs, the whole fucking thing blew. And we just, we just collapsed on everybody inside the lobby. Similar to the first tower coming down, secondary? I don't know about the first one, but I know the second one, was, it was terrible. Then there was a third one, too, after that one. Everybody was inside the building the way to go upstairs and they, they just they just let loose. Everything just let loose inside the building. So what you tell me is that there was a plane or whatever hit the building in the secondary explosion. It was like three explosions after that. We came in after the after the fire. We came when the fire was going on already. We was in the staging area inside the building. Okay. Waiting to go upstairs. And the whole lobby collapsed on the lobby inside. So he's saying there. Planes hit, and then there's more explosions, mm. and he's in the building. Obviously, again, as I say, I'll put the link up. One of them's got like a bloody face, so he's in a pretty, yeah. pretty bad way. But um, you know, if you, especially if you're listening to this on iTunes, we'll put all these links in the show notes. Yeah. So if you tap the screen now, then you'll get. It's normally it just says like this week the boys have a wank or something, but it'll have a bit more info this week and some links for you to click on. Yeah. So it makes you wonder. These are professional guys. Yeah. Have worked in this industry for years. I'm pretty sure they'll know what an explosion is or sounds like. Yeah, but would it not so for it like if something hit up here now and hit that radiator? No, because that's just got water in it. Um, but if it hit a gas pipe in the wall, yeah, mm -hmm. and then that the, and that caught light, then yeah. that fire could potentially travel all all the way down to the gas main, couldn't it? Potentially, and yes. And then blow up your gas main. And so, so you're saying secondary explosions as a result? Yeah. So again. It's a theory. And again, if it's moved it, so if the if the, the planes hit the top of it, the building, and the buildings shook and ruptured its foundations and cracked the gas main this at the bottom. This is Johnny the Builder now, everyone. Yeah. No, it was cracking your gas main at the bottom, then pop, pop, pop. Mm. You could have three underground fires going off, which would manifest as explosions. Yeah. Or am I doing next week's episode now? You're, where you're, you're, you're doing bits, but again, that's not, that's not the... Um, that's not the sort of full version of what there's a there's a simpler explanation to it. 
Oh, and right. again, we'll come on to that at a later date. But essentially, there is people are obviously saying there's more than, as I say, there's a guy who's been in the building. He said there was explosions. I witnessed it myself. I dragged a guy out of, a, of an elevator. Then you've got two professional people who deal with fires on a regular basis, firefighters, who are saying there was explosions. Mm. So, again, it makes you wonder. Um, there was also a X-Files spin-off where the government... Um, plan to deliberately uh, fly planes into buildings to then cause fear to then start a terror attack and stuff like that. Um, oh. So again, these things, it's not as if it's not as if it's a... You know, to us, it seems like a horrible thought for someone to have and to plan. Mm. But this was sort of already out there in in terms of... Yeah, so the concept was an action. Yeah. The new was already in the public consciousness. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Um There's also an interview, it was on Channel 5 News in the UK, of the Port Authority Police. Now, the Port Authority Police come up a lot in it, and you think, Port Authority, aren't they just like on the sea or whatever? But because it, because of how close the World Trade Centre was to the the river, etc. Oh, right, yeah, in, yeah. In New yeah. York, they had sort of, they were in charge, basically, on that day. Now, in that interview, they said that, um, there's like a guy in a like a business suit, or whatever. And there's a like head of police, chief of police, who is in like a slightly different uniform to other police officers. They mm. say, yeah, well, we were in the building when it collapsed, and we had to scramble out, and now we're here now, and we're just trying to gather more information. Squeaky clean, mate. Not not a speck of dust on them. And it makes you wonder, considering the video I've just shown you, of them firefighters, yeah, who were just as if they've been in, I don't know, like getting Christmas decorations out of their attic. Not been he's not been in for twelve months. It mm. just um, sh- struck me as a bit odd. Um, so yeah, so like I say, the firefighter said it's not not it wasn't a fire. It was like a bomb had hit. Yeah, you know, it wasn't as if there was an explosion and then there was fire everywhere, which caused they just had literally there was no fire. It was an explosion. Um, William Rodriguez, I'll talk about this guy. He uh, was a janitor for twenty years at the World Trade Center. Oh yeah, and he was late for work that morning. And his boss was putting him under pressure and you need to get here because he used to clean all the stairs, top to bottom. Big fucking job, that. I mean, less now. Uh, well, yeah. Um, but he had to do that. So his boss was like, you need to come in. No, nobody does that job like you. Like Nobody's fucking daft enough, basically, to do that job. Yeah. You you need to get in here. I need, I need you in here. I need you in here. He was partway through doing his job um, and felt an explosion, which he said... Um, Basically, the impact and an explosion were two separate incidents. And he said he was halfway up his cleaning job in his office and he heard an explosion from underneath. So, again, it's more there's more of a theory to oh. the fact that there's explosions way, way below where the planes hit. He said, I was a janitor there for 20 years. I knew where a sound was coming from. Yeah. He initially thought there's, like, backup... Um, Backup, um, what do you call it? Backup generators. Backup generators in case there's hurricanes and all that and the power gets yeah. cut. They have backup generators basically so they can keep going because there's so many different businesses that work in these offices. Yeah, yeah. It's crucial to keep them online and that, that sort of thing. So he thought initially that they'd blown up. Right. Um, which doesn't appear to be the case, as it were. So again, there's more, just more, there's more information there to suggest. Yeah. It's a little bit. Unusual. Now, have you heard of the Hezekani footage? No. It's basically a guy who, one of the famous videos, if you like, of the plane hitting the second tower, I believe. Oh, right, yeah. Um, he sold his footage to the news, 
and was told or advised by a lawyer to never discuss it, never mm. disclose. Like he sold the footage, so he didn't have any copies of the footage, and that was that. Yeah. People think that's really suspicious and say it's weird. Why? Because they're saying, well, why would you not have a copy of it? Why would you give it straight away to the government? Um, oh, or, or to the news and stuff like that and why would you never discuss it afterwards um, now because this this footage a lot of people are saying is fake and that it's not actually a plane that hits the towers it's a missile or some sort of government weapon that oh, hits right. the building um, the reason for this there's a maximum sort of speed that a plane can go before it basically the wings will just start flapping around and it'll just it'll just break up into the air the plane was above and beyond that speed they say so that it couldn't have possibly been a plane that hit it because it was flying way too low way too fast and Mm. you know so they're saying that on the in this footage it was basically cropped so it looks like a plane but actually it was a, a missile of some sort that hit the building rather than Plane. Um, there's a guy who is a filmmaker, Alan Weisbecker, um, and also a guy called Ian Greenhall, who basically said, um, I concur that there should be a 13.2 foot, uh, foot of motion blur on the plane due to the speed it is moving at and the shutter speed of the camera. For the layman, the speed of the plane means that during the time the shutter was open, the plane would have moved 13.2 feet and that would record on the video frame as a 13.2 feet blur. Therefore, we can conclude that this video is fake. I don't know anything about cameras. You're a bit of a nerd in that respect. Mm. Could that potentially be the case, do you think? So the shutter speed affects... Because on this video, it's just a perfect sort of... Yeah. It's crystal crystal clear that this plane's hitting the building. Um, and he's saying the shutter speed... There should it's be not a trail. crystal clear. Well, it's not because there's no such thing as HD cameras. Yeah. So. So I don't understand where he's got that from. Technically, there was such a thing as HD cameras. They just weren't in people's phones. Well, no, of course, but people didn't have an iPhone in the pocket yeah. and stuff like that. What's your take on that? Is that something that could mm, could ring true? It could, I suppose, but seems a little bit. Yeah, seems a little bit odd, doesn't it? Um, so again, there's just people question Matt saying, "Well, is, does this guy even exist? Is this a real thing? This film footage? Mm. Is it all just fabricated and made up?" Um, building Seven. I've not mentioned Building Seven yet. So obviously there was a third building that collapsed. Yeah. And um, that wasn't hit by a plane. People say, "Well, why did that collapse then? And why did it collapse the way it collapsed?" Um, there was another guy. His name is. Barry Jennings, or was rather, he's passed away now. He was um, head of the New York City Emergency Management. So he went into uh, Building 7, apparently, when Mm. it was on fire. He said when he went in there, there was, um, it was as if the place had deliberately been left. So there was um, coffee cups left out with coffee in them, half-eaten sandwiches, as if people were having their breakfast in the morning. The place was empty. He got a phone call while he was in there and someone said, you need to get out, you need to get out now. So they were running down flights of stairs. He said he could hear explosions. It was himself and another guy who were there. And um, as it collapsed, he was in it. He survived, Mm. but he said that the place was sort of blowing up and it seemed a little bit suspicious. Um, And again, it just makes you wonder, well, why did a third building collapse? That building was also investigating um, 
relations into in terms of uh, fraud and stuff into in the FBI and the government. Oh, right. So they're saying inside job definitely they're trying to cover up their own tracks. Mm, how do we know that that was what that government that building was investigating? Apparently, that's what it was investigating at the time. Um, obviously, in charge at the time, George Bush. Yep. Now he Who was, was reading stories to school children at the time. He was. He, found out, wasn't he? he was, and when obviously they went into a state of emergency. Yeah. Uh, Vice President, everyone was taken into safe housing. George Bush wasn't, and they're saying that's a bit weird. Why wouldn't you? As yeah. a as a as a measure of security, did he know? Did he know something everyone else didn't, and that's why he wasn't in a hurry to get out anywhere. He also said in the aftermath of it all, when a when a school pupil asked him about the situation, he said, "Well, I actually saw the footage and I watched the tower fall, but that would have been impossible until September twelfth." Yeah. When the because he said he saw he watched the first plane hit the first building, but that footage only came out a day later. Oh, really? So obviously everyone saw the second building and so on. Yeah, yeah. I no, one, yeah. no one actually saw the first one, so they're saying a little bit dodgy. Um, the 9-11 Commission was set up to obviously investigate this, mm-hmm. and Lee Hamilton, amongst others, he was part of the committee in this commission, claimed sabotage and uh, classed it as a national scandal. Um, basically, on average, for scandals uh, in America, there's funding of 30 to $40 million dollars. Um, for the 9-11 Commission, they received uh, roughly $15 million. So were they purposely underfunded, is the question. Was, right. they, they were saying it was doomed to fail from the offset because right. they didn't have the... Because they didn't have the money to go didn't have the, the right money to, to, to do what they needed to do. Um, also, back onto um, the Building 7, uh, the BBC reported it had collapsed before it actually collapsed. And in the footage of the person saying, yeah, Building 7's collapsed, it's in the background still. So there's a few indiscrepancies in, in terms mm. of... In terms I mean, that of could just be someone there. from the BBC getting it wrong. Uh, it collapsed at 5.20, but the BBC had reported it at 5 o'clock, so 20 minutes before. Um, Larry Silverstein, he didn't own the buildings. He basically earned or paid for the rights to... Uh, so he could insure the buildings. Oh, right. Uh, and he insured them for $5 billion shortly after he'd got into this position, uh, maybe a few months before. Yeah. Um, so basically his ass was covered in the threat, in the event of a terror attack, etc. Um, uh, now, he was also, every morning, because obviously he ran the buildings, he would be in interviews with top brasses from other firms up and down yeah, yeah. the floors to see what, Help, what would help them, what would benefit them, so on and so forth. And he would be in the, basically at the top of the World Trade Centers was a restaurant. Yeah. Um, where you obviously could overlook New York and everything, really good views, and obviously you could have decent food there as well. He would be there every morning having breakfast and having, and having chats with everyone. That particular day, bearing in mind his son and daughter worked there as well, he had a doctor's appointment. Mm. He very rarely missed work. Workaholic. In the doctor's appointment that day, his son and daughter were running late. Both of them were running late. So they weren't in the World Trade Centre. Um, the situation occurred. Um, he, eventually, he eventually got a payout for terrorist attacks times two uh, on his insurance. So people call, him, yeah, people call him Lucky Larry and say that it's an inside job and that he must have known about it. Right. And why did 
why would he not be there on the day of all days um, of this happening, mm-hmm. considering he's in there sort of 364 days of the year? Uh, and obviously his, his son and daughter not being there as well. Again, it makes you think, doesn't it? And it's all stacking up and you think, this is mm-hmm. this seems too much. Seems a little bit unusual. Bit I mean, I'm struggling to buy into it. Uh, what in ter- what in terms of the conspiracy? the conspiracy theory? Yeah, I just put all this down to yeah, shit happens. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's probably just luck. Um, probably just chance. Yeah, well, it was William Cooper who claimed three months before that this would happen. Uh, he was later found shot dead in his home two months after nine eleven. He was on a radio show and he said, um, "This is going to happen, and there's going to be a terrorist attack." Um, the government's going to blame Bin Laden and really unusual things are happening. Also, as I mentioned, the uh, the guy who was head of New York City Emergency Management, Barry Jennings, he died after his comments. They said um, it was a bit of a oh, what were his comments unusual again? death. He basically said that he was in um, Building 7 oh, right, yeah, and yeah, yeah. it exploded and it was definitely explosions. Why did yeah. that happen? Um Kenny Johanneman as well, apparently dead, deceased now. Mm. He was the one who said he pulled the guy from the elevator. Oh. Um, again, and this people are saying, well, this is hush. This is it's what they do. They, they're hushing people up. And they're keeping them quiet. Mm. So I go. I genuinely believe though that if the government were hushing these people up and were keeping this quiet, then you wouldn't have been able to find out about it. Well, we do. We, we have found out about it, haven't we? Yeah, um, because it was live on TV that he said that. There's a documentary called Loose Change, which um, sorry, I forgot his name again. Barry Jennings was on when he was adamant that it was definitely explosions, etc. Mm. He later goes on to retract that statement to say he wasn't 100 percent sure. And again, although you could say, well, that plays into my hands perfectly that he maybe wasn't talking complete sense that day. Um, people are saying, well, he was. The government threatened him and said, well, you need to change what you said, boy. Or mm. you know he'll be he'll be a goner. Um, lots of people who have claimed to know more than the government are letting on have died in suspicious circumstances or have been found dead as part of a suicide. Um, mm. There's even one female who said um, who was on a radio show. I forget her name now, but I was I was looking at it last night. If I can find it again, I'll put the link in. She's like, look, I'm really happy. I'm not. I've not got suicidal tendencies or anything like that. This is what the government did. It's an inside job, blah, 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 blah. Lo and behold, a few months later, oh, found hung in a garage. So people are saying, well, it's, you know, there's no smoke without fire. What's going on? Um, what are your thoughts so far on it, um, I th- I, Honestly, I think it's all a bit tinfoil that. Do you think? Yeah. When the first plane hit the first tower... There's reports that people in the second tower wanted to leave and that security said, go back to your desk, nothing to worry about, it's fine. That I can imagine security saying. <laughs> in, um, in my block of flats now, um, the ones that I live at until I move, they've, um, I think I've mentioned this before, where they've got a um, stay-put fire policy. Right. So if there's a fire in our block of flats, apparently the safest place is in my flat. Right. And you're supposed to just stay there and wait for the fire brigade. Bollocks, I'll be going, I'll be going down the stairs and out the fire escape. Thanks very much. So yeah, these are um these are the sum of, of so many different different types really. There's also theories by a lady called Julie Woods who talks about laser beams. 
and the um, laser beams were used to blow it up. Also, when they were going through the rubble and everything, obviously, mm. in the aftermath, um, they found cuttings of the terrorists, not cuttings, but the terrorist passport. Oh, perfectly yeah. preserved his sort of ID page, so the photo page. Yeah. Perfectly preserved. And they said, well, they found that, and yet they couldn't find people in terms of bodies, etc. Yeah, probably. And that it seemed a little bit odd as to why that would be, that they'd find this flimsy bit of paper, and yet they couldn't find, you know, a, a, a victim. So a you've got a passport. Yeah. And that bit with your photo on your ID page isn't a flimsy bit of paper, is but it? What would burn quicker, your body or that? bit of paper probably my body do you think yeah yeah, yeah. well that's just again another theory that how how perfectly preserved that that was it'll be flame retardant that's why uh fires continued for days after yeah um sort of again in the rubble and this was down to thermite uh the conspiracy theorists would say thermite basically burns at such a high temperature you're best off just leaving it alone. It's for the expert sort of thing. Right. Um, and that that's the reason. Because there was firefighters, again, there's interviews with firefighters saying, we would go in and looking to rescue people. It was so hot. It was like mm. nothing we'd seen before. They used so many hundreds of litres of gallons of water on there, and yet there were still fires burning. And again, they said that that's not just an office fire um, or and fire under normal circumstances. That something more... Must be uh, yeah, like say jet plane fuel. Yeah, but again, this is just this is just the theories. Right. Um. So yes, I will for the next one. I'll have a um. We're going to have the the counter argument. We're going to have the debunk. All that's bollocks. We're going to have the debunk. Okay. Yeah. And we shall also have an animal that worked. Oh. 9-11. So just quickly before we go on, because yeah. we'll say bye now and then we'll do the next episode. Um, you know, you were saying that you, while you were researching this, your mind was changing between whether it was or wasn't a conspiracy. Yeah. Which one of those convinced you that it was a conspiracy? I think this, for me, there's a lot There's a lot there that would, if, if you give all them bits of information to a uh, normal person in society and not myself, um, I think you could draw a lot from that and say that this, these things happen. Especially remember what I said about my granddad as well. You know, yeah. I'm not saying it's Illuminati, all right? Freemasons might not be as strong as maybe they were back in the day. And again, I can go into more details about other things he did in the Freemasons. Nothing illegal. But I'm just saying, you scratch mm. my back, I'll scratch yours. There's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of people, who, you know, there's hush money, there's stuff like that that can happen. Mm. And my granddad witnessed it firsthand. He was there. He, he's, he's, he experienced it. So what I'm saying is... It's all very well and good to say, well, that didn't happen, that didn't happen, that didn't happen. But these things do happen. Is my government telling me everything? Probably. No, I don't think it is. I think I think there's a lot of things to keep secret. There's a lot of things I'd understand why they keep it secret. You know, national security and stuff like that. You know, they're not yeah. going to start telling every single detail as to how they find information on potential terrorists and their movements and their whereabouts and stuff like that. And again, I'm not saying like there's spies watching our every movement, and because I've Googled a couple of conspiracies on my phone, suddenly men in black are going to come knocking at my door. I mean, it'd make for a good episode, I suppose, wouldn't it? It would, wouldn't but, it? Yeah. Um, so it's talk about. But, again, I believe that things do I mean, happen. Just a dead quick one. Um, government, men in black, whatever, if you are listening to this, <laughs> can you leave us a review on iTunes? <laughs> can you give us a suggestion for a topic? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm not the sort of person to get 
too bogged down into you know oh this is weird this is weird. like i don't believe in ghosts i know you don't believe in ghosts no i don't believe in anything like that jay does though and i saw him the other day yeah uh, oh jay who used to be part of the show yeah and just stopped answering his phone one day <laughs> <laughs> um yeah see there's people who believe in ghosts and i wouldn't say i'm gullible in that respect but i think there's a lot of there's a lot of arguments that you that do sort of hold with this um, yeah. and you'll see that in the next in the next episode i can't disprove everything no. But I'll certainly try. Yeah, and I think one thing to bear in mind is with all this, you know, you mentioned a few people like that said, you know, this building's going to collapse before it actually happened and that one. You know, you remember only last week, Maria Yorema uh, predicted that 9-11 would happen as well, didn't she? Well, she did, but let's not get bogged down into that last episode. Um, if you could leave us a review on iTunes, uh, that'd yeah. be nice. Um, follow us on Twitter, at GetFatCast. We're on Facebook. Please like the page, not the person. You can email us. Getfatcast at gmail.com. And we're also on Acast and Stitcher. Um, next week, we attempt to debunk the conspiracy theories of 9-11. Yes. So we'll see you then. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.